In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. To the church belongs the right, always and everywhere, to announce moral principles, including those pertaining to the social order, and to make judgments on human affairs to the extent that they are required by the fundamental rights of the human person or the salvation of souls. Words taken from the compendium of the social doctrine of the Catholic Church. In the continuing COVID-19 pandemic, we see much social unrest. We see lockdowns, vaccine mandates, social restrictions, and so on. And there is no little disagreement about the necessity, efficacy, and even the morality of such measures. We also see disagreement about who should be involved in the discussion of such measures. But as I just mentioned above, it is the church's right and even her duty to be involved in politics, indeed in every aspect of human life, insofar as it relates to the rights of man and to the salvation of souls. And very sadly, I see many basic human rights being violated in the current response to the COVID-19 pandemic. And I do see danger to the salvation of souls. And therefore, I must speak out. In times of crisis, there is a temptation to set aside principles for the sake of expediency. When fear is high, people are apt to take measures more drastic than they otherwise would have taken in calmer times. And it is precisely in times of fear and panic that cooler heads must prevail, that fundamental human rights be safeguarded even more carefully. I quote again from the compendium of the social doctrine of the church, this is not a digression, a convenience, or an interference. It is the church's right to proclaim the gospel within the context of society, in the complex worlds of business, finance, politics, law, culture, and social communications. This is at the same time both a right and a duty. The church cannot forsake this responsibility without denying herself and her fidelity to Christ. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. 1 Corinthians 9.16 These words from the church's social doctrine, uh, she draws from uh, not just the wisdom of the current age, but from wisdom of the past. The church, in her wisdom, provides a reminder to those of us in these times of former times when there was less fear. The church gives us an opportunity to think outside of the box of right now. And I do see the modern world in the grip of a mental echo chamber, a box outside of which it seems incapable of thinking. The answer to all of our problems, the one single solution to everything, is universal mandatory vaccines. That's the message we're being given today, over and over and over again. That's the cure-all, the panacea that will solve all of our problems. How foolish, how short-sighted. The COVID-19 virus is real. It needs to be taken seriously, 
as I've said many times before. There are many people who have died from this disease and we must seek every responsible and ethical solution to this worldwide crisis. But that is precisely what I do not see happening. I see irresponsible, unethical, unjust measures forced upon an unwilling populace. You may recall in my last sermon how I outlined this stream of lies that we have been told uh, the past two years about the COVID crisis, the contradictions, the obfuscation of facts, the misrepresentations of truth, the gross exaggerations. And now it's coming out, uh, certain governments intentionally waged psychological operations against their own citizens at the beginning of the pandemic in order to increase their fear levels and make them accept draconian mandates they otherwise never would have accepted. This was necessary apparently because people were not sufficiently afraid of a virus that had a 97% survivability rate, even for those most at risk. So this campaign of fear was waged successfully all over the world until we were sufficiently fearful so as to become docile. And then we were told, vaccines are necessary. Everyone and everywhere. Despite the fact that natural immunity is superior to vaccine immunity, all must be vaccinated. Despite the fact that some people, due to allergies or other health concerns, cannot receive any of the vaccines, all must be vaccinated. Despite the fact there is an increasing number of breakthrough infections, according to one study, nearly 40% of new COVID cases were from one vaccinated person to another vaccinated person. Doesn't matter, all must be vaccinated. Despite the fact there have been over 10,000 deaths caused by the vaccine, 30,000 permanent disabilities, 80,000 serious injuries, and hundreds of thousands of adverse effects, all must be vaccinated. Despite the fact that an increasing number of children are suffering from heart disease and even death due to the vaccine, all we hear all must be vaccinated. In the name of public health, people have had their lives and livelihoods destroyed, their employment terminated, their privacy invaded, their freedoms crushed, their dignity removed, their opportunities curtailed, their quality of life suppressed. All because they will not obey their government's orders. This is the real crisis. I will quote uh, here from one of the foundational documents of the Second Vatican Council, Gaudium et Spes. This is from paragraph 26. There is an exalted dignity proper to the human person, since he stands above all things, and his rights and duties are universal and inviolable. For this reason, every social group needs to take into account the needs and legitimate aspirations of other groups. Therefore, there must be made available to all men everything necessary for leading a life truly human, such as food, 
clothing and shelter, the right to education, to employment, to a good reputation, to respect, to appropriate information, to activity in accord with the upright norm of one's own conscience, to protection of privacy and rightful freedom. Thus far, Gaudium et Spes. So according to this foundational document of Vatican II, every social group must take into account the needs of other social groups even when those groups disagree. The government must take into account the needs and aspirations of the social group of its citizens. The politically correct must take into account the basic human rights of the social group of the politically incorrect. No group of any kind can be excluded from basic human rights, not even the social group of the unvaccinated. This is where I see the failure of the current response to the COVID-19 crisis. The unvaccinated have become the target of injustice, hostility, and aggression, depriving them of their basic human rights. Whereas Vatican II says that regardless of a person's vaccination status, as a social group, they must be treated with dignity and respect. Gaudium et Spes says that all men have a right to food, clothing, and shelter. Everyone has a right to employment. But our current government leaders say otherwise. If a person is unvaccinated, in that case, they can be deprived of their unemployment, of their employment, deprived of the means of providing for themselves and their families, prohibited from entering marketplaces to buy food, clothing, and the other necessities of life. Gaudium et Spes says that everyone has a right to education. But our politically correct COVID experts say otherwise. The unvaccinated have no right to education. And so we see universities, schools, and institutions of learning increasingly disenrolling students who are unvaccinated. The position of the church, according to Vatican II, is that all men have a right to a good reputation. Unless, apparently, that person is unvaccinated, in which case they can be called selfish, stupid, a threat to society, accomplices to murder, conspiracy theorists, and so on. The unvaccinated can be maced by the police, forcibly taken from their homes, and, homes, and thrown into quarantine camps like convicted criminals. All men, says Gaudium et Spes, have the right to be respected except the unvaccinated. These can be publicly insulted, apparently, even by their own elected officials. Now, I apologize for the language that is about to follow, but these are quotes. French President Macron recently said his goal was to piss off the unvaccinated as much as possible. You might remember Colorado Governor Jared Polis called the unvaccinated in his state selfish bastards. What a fine example of respect to imitate. 
Apparently, the unvaccinated are the only social group in the world to whom basic human rights do not apply. They can be publicly insulted and shamed by everyone, including state officials, and the Catholic Church stands by and watches it happen. And the individuals of this newly unprotected group are guilty of merely acting according to their own conscience, a right which, according to Vatican II, every person in the world is entitled to. And I wish the violation of rights ended here, but there was one more awful, heinous example which I am compelled to give. Not only is it shameful enough that the Catholic Church has stood by on the sidelines and said nothing when these injustices were taking place, but she has actually dared to join them. In various dioceses across the world, the unvaccinated have been prohibited from receiving the sacraments, prohibited from the worship of Almighty God, forbidden from attending Mass, from receiving the Eucharist, from fulfilling their Sunday obligation, from receiving the forgiveness of their sins in the confessional. Holy Scripture tells us there is only one unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Ghost. But apparently some church leaders have discovered a new unforgivable sin, refusing to be vaccinated. Shame on these bishops and priests. Shame on those churchmen complicit in this crime against the unvaccinated, blocking them from the mercy of God and shutting to them the gates of heaven. And so I cannot be silent in the face of these egregious violations of basic human rights. This is an issue which not only can be talked about from the pulpit, it must be. And I, it is an oft-used phrase, but I must repeat it here, that those who are ignorant of history are doomed to repeat it. And so I will read here a part of a letter from our living past. Five months ago, August 25th in 2021, an association of Holocaust survivors sent a letter to the European Medicines Agency regarding the injustices being committed in the name of public safety. This is what they said. We, the survivors of the atrocities committed against humanity during the Second World War, feel bound to follow our conscience and write this letter. It is obvious to us that another Holocaust of greater magnitude is taking place before our eyes. We call upon you to stop this ungodly experiment on humankind immediately. The majority of the world's populace do not yet realize what is happening, for the magnitude of an organized crime such as this is beyond their scope of experience. We, however, do know. Thus the letter from the Holocaust survivors. Will we listen? Will we learn from the voice of our past? Or will we turn a deaf ear 
and repeat the nightmare that was theirs. And so I pray and I beg you to join in my prayers that more priests and more bishops will wake up to the reality of what is happening in our world right now and speak out against it. These violations of human rights cannot be permitted to continue. It is precisely in times such as these that tyranny emerges and the church lets it happen. I will close by asking one question to everyone, regardless of which side of the vaccination mandate you may be on. Do you really want to live in a society where your fundamental rights as a human being can be taken away simply because the government invents a vaccine you can't take? God bless you all. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.